Hi, everybody. Jim Clouk here on the Phenomenal Business Growth Podcast. I hope you're having a phenomenal day. I'm very excited today because I've got a phenomenal guest. He is uh, an old friend of mine. He's not old, but he's an old friend of mine. His name is Alan O'Neill. Alan, how are you? I'm great, Jim. How are you this morning? I am living the dream. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's it's great to have you here. You and I have known each other for about 15 years, close, almost 20 years. We've done a lot of things together. Uh, we've worked together in a professional capacity where I helped you with your business at Abacus. And we've uh, actually gone to Florida together to spend time with Dave Ramsey. And we've we've just done a lot of things personally and in the business world. And it's great to have things come full circle to have you here on the Phenomenal Business Growth Podcast as we've both been touched by Howard Partridge. Yeah, we certainly have, Jim. Um, I know Howard a long time also and uh, always, always enjoy being in his company and, and listening to him speak and teach and um, it's always been a pleasure, as as it's always been a pleasure to to be with you. We had some good fun in Florida that time. So, uh, Absol yeah, absolutely. I I look back at the pictures. I had more hair back then. So it was. Uh, <laughs> we both did. It, it, we was both good, <laughs> it was good. It was good times all around. OK, so I want to talk about you and your history. And before you talk about the beginning days over in Dublin, I want to tell everybody a little bit about you. You may have heard of Alan O'Neill. Abacus Plumbing was a company that Alan was growing when I first met him and has continued to grow. It went from Abacus Plumbing to Abacus Plumbing Air Conditioning and Abacus Plumbing Air Conditioning and Electrical. And Alan has grown a fantastic organization. He's been running it now for 20 years, right? Isn't it 20 years? Correct. 20 years this year, Jim. Yes. 20 uh. years. I remember when we first met, we've had a fantastic relationship. You've been serving uh, not just people in Houston, but now also in Austin, homeowners with all their plumbing, air conditioning and electrical needs. Now, I want to talk about little Alan O'Neill when it all started. OK, because if you could tell by now, everybody, Alan is not from here. His accent originates from a different part of the world. Alan, tell everybody your story. Yeah, well, I love to say I was born in East Texas, Jim, really, really east of Texas, um, over in, in Dublin, Ireland. So, uh, yeah, grew up in inner city Dublin, Jim, and uh, that's where that's where it all began. That's where the story began. So uh, I um, was born in the 60s in, in inner city Dublin. Um, very, very, very humble beginnings, Jim. We lived in a... Um, you know, to the, from the outside, it looked like an opulent home, but it was three stories over a basement. And the problem was we only had the basement. It was more or less a tenement home. Um, uh, you know, four families in the home. Uh, my dad was a laborer, uh, worked for the Irish Glass Bottle Company. And uh, I, I, I love to say now, because it seems unbelievable, but we did not have an indoor bathroom uh, in, that, in the home. We had a the toilet in the backyard. Now it was in the shed. We didn't just go in the backyard. <laughs> but but um, when I look back on that today and, and and look at where I am and what I'm doing, it seems like unbelievable. But it was a great it was a great upbringing, Jim. We never wanted for anything. It was it was fantastic. Yeah, and you've really come a long way. You had very modest 
beginnings, like many people do. And I want you to talk about how you were able to leave Ireland with your young family and move over to the United States of America, which is a dream for many people around the world. And it's an interesting story because it kind of happened by chance. There was a chance. Talk about that chance. Yeah, Jim. So, you know, I will say I was I was not one of the people that always dreamed of coming to America, but I was a person that always looked for the next opportunity. So I, I had worked my way up into what was a really good job in Dublin. I was a maintenance plumber for Aer Lingus, the national airline. Um, was working away there and, and we had a lot of industrial relations problems. Every summer we'd be on strike. And one summer we were on strike and I saw an ad in the newspaper for a worldwide lottery for American green cards. Mm-hmm. And myself and the guy that was with me said, let's let's fill this in for something to do. So he sent off a postcard and I sent off a postcard. And, and 15 months later, I got picked out of out of the lottery and I, I sent one for me and I sent one for my wife but if either person got it you could take the whole family got the green card so 15 months later I, I, I get a letter saying I've been pulled out of the lottery and uh, and the story began um, we we uh, we start to think about what would life be like if we took our two young children and we went across the ocean to to the United States and and made a fresh start. Now, obviously, we had no job to come to, Jim, um, no idea what we were going to do. And and maybe we were just young and dumb, I don't know. Um, But we we said, you know, the, the ultimate decision was, Jim, my wife said, look, if we don't do it, we'll always wonder what if. So let's let's take the chance. And, and she's been a great support system through the years. But let's let's take the chance. And and uh, I went into Aer Lingus and asked them for a leave of absence for a year, which they very kindly gave me. And um, we we decided to head off in in May of 1996. We we got on that plane and we came to Houston. It's. It really is a fantastic story. So many of the people who are viewing this right now, Alan, are from the United States. They didn't have to leave family and their home behind to go to a new land. Not nearly as frightening as it would have been two, three hundred years ago. That was a big deal. Yes, but but still a big deal. You left some family behind, didn't you? We did. We did, Jim. And and. And I mean, as I, as I look back now, Jim, the one regret I have now that I have grandchildren is that I didn't realize what I was doing to my parents taking their grandchildren away. You know, if my if my daughter told me now she was going to leave and, and go thousands of miles away with my two grandkids, I'd be devastated. And I, I didn't realize the impact that would have on my parents. Now, when all is said and done, it was the right thing to do, Jim, but, but I, I do... You know, I do get pangs of regret about, about as a grandparent, I get pangs of regret today about, um, you know, I wonder how they felt. I wonder how devastated they were. But having said that, I know my parents always wanted the best for me. And, and so they'd be very proud of what we've managed to achieve over here. And you have managed to achieve great things here in Houston, Texas, with Abacus. Uh, tell everyone a qu- the quick story of, of how you 
got into plumbing here in the United States and then how it turned into Abacus, the beginning days, and then after that? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we could talk about this for hours, Jim, but we, uh, so I came over and I started working for a, a small local plumbing company here in Houston. As luck would have it, and, and I, I, when I look back, I realize I've been very lucky, very blessed throughout my, my life, Jim. But I met, a, I met a gentleman that owned that company that was very progressive. He was, he was in a group called Contractors 2000, which was a best practice group, not too dissimilar to Harrods Group, but it was specifically for plumbing and air conditioning and, and electrical companies. And, and Jim exposed me to all the best practices, and, and we grew that company together. I, I, I became a plumber, then he promoted me after a couple of months to service manager, after I was after I turned in my notice to go work for the Astros in the Astrodome as a maintenance plumber, he said, you're crazy, stay with me, I'm about to promote you. So he promoted me to service manager. Eventually, Jim sold that company. Um, the, the parent moved him to Denver, and I became the president of that company. Within a year and a half of joining it as a plumber, Jim, which was absolutely crazy. Um, I did not know what I was doing as the president. Uh, I'm not sure I could even spell president, to be honest with you. And <laughs> and Jim said, uh, hey, I'll, I'll train you before I go. And, and it all happened really quickly. And my training was the bank bag was on the on the desk. We used to take the money to the bank in a bank bag back then. And there was a yellow sticker on it that said, take this to the bank every day, preferably full. And uh, that was my training. That was my training. So I, I hired a um I hired a CFO, Jim, that um an accountant basically that taught me a lot about financials and and uh, it was it was really great. And and he just retired after all these years, he just retired from Abacus. He followed me to Abacus wow. and he just retired two months ago. So I'm a relationship guy. I like to, to build relationships. So Anyway, in, in 2002, the parent company, which was a billion-dollar corporation, filed bankruptcy. Mm -hmm. And I was managing my, my little four or five million-dollar business through the bankruptcy. And um, I said, look, I'm going to do this for myself. I'm just going to start up something. So my old boss, Jim, the first guy that hired me in Houston, said, I'll come back to Houston and, and be a partner. And we'll be 50-50 partners. And he said, look do me a favor go home try to think of a name for this new business now he said my my very good friend the yellow page lady told me we need an alphabetically friendly name and so i looked up i started at the dictionary gym i literally got a bottle of bud light i opened the dictionary at a and i started and went down till i came across abacus and i said oh abacus you can count on us the slogan came to me immediately and and we started Abacus in April 29, 2003 was our first day in business. Yeah. And really, the rest is history. So you've grown a sizable company. Will you share what size that company is right now? Yeah. Yes, I will, Jim. So in, in Houston, we'll do about $75 million this year. Um, 400 employees, sorry, 330 employees in, in Houston. 
And in Austin, we have about 120 employees. We started Austin in April of 2021, Jim, and we'll do 25 million this year with 100 people. Um, so it, Abacus this year is going to hit 100 million dollars, Jim, in, in sales, which I'm very proud of. Um, the combined entity will be 100 million dollars, which I never dreamt in my wildest dreams I'd have a hundred billion dollar business. Now there's there's been some events along the way, as you know, and we've partnered with private equity. Um, but but I still very much feel like it's mine. I, I still identify as as the owner of Abacus. Um, you know, I care very much about it. I always will, Jim. Um, but it's it's been a great ride and it's been it's just been fantastic. I met some great people along the way, including yourself and and Howard. Um, I, I I always have admired Howard and and uh, his teachings and and what he does for people. And nothing happens by accident, or at least one hundred million dollars in annual home service sales does not happen by accident. I know that you've studied many things. Um, we talked earlier about Dave Ramsey and you studied that you've gone through many different courses. These are management courses and sales courses and speaking courses. And I know you spend a lot of time with Howard and you've told me before the failure to implement piece of what Howard talks about resonated with you. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So when I start going to seminars originally with the Contractors 2000 group, Jim, I would I would go and I would mingle with contractors and everybody would be complaining about the same things. I can't grow. I can't get good people. I can't do this. I can't do that. And we would we would hear strategies from the stage and I would go back and I would implement the strategies. But a year later or six months later at the next seminar, I'd meet the same people and they were still complaining about the same things and hadn't taken action. Mm -hmm. And and that always struck me as strange, but I never was able to to really wrap my head around what was like, why were they spending the money to go to these seminars and not doing anything good? And then, then I met Howard and I started listening to Howard and watching Howard on videos and, and, and sort of studying what Howard was teaching. And I heard Howard speaking about failure to implement. And I said, that's it. That That's what's going on with these guys. They're, they, they, they're not, they're afraid to implement. Like I, I, I ultimately put this failure to implement down to fear, fear of change, fear or what if everybody leaves? What if everybody quits if I do that? Or what if my employees don't like it? My customers don't like it. Like, it's fear. And so when I heard Harold speaking about failure to implement, it made me more determined not to be to, not to be a slow implementer. Now, I don't think I ever was, but that made me a rabid implementer, if you like, Jim. Like I said, and, and, and almost to the point where sometimes I was guilty of implementing too quickly. And that was that was my fault. Right. Because I'd be like, that's a great idea. We're doing it tomorrow. And and I wouldn't, I, and that's just been an inexperienced president or CEO, right? But I wouldn't take the time to really put everything in place. I was so anxious to implement. But it, it it's the number one lesson I've gotten from Howard over the years is, look, you know what to do. Just do it. 
just do it and and don't be afraid to do it and and as I watch small businesses and I've been coaching some small businesses and and talking to small business owners it, it really is a failure to, it's a fear of implementation Jim that holds a lot of people back which which is you know is a big problem so yeah there's fear and people don't like change However, if there's anything constant, it is change. So if you don't implement, if you don't make the changes, change will come into your business life. And now you've got to follow that change. So it will lead you and you really need to lead the change. I tell people that when you have an idea, don't wait until all the stars are aligned. Get moving on it and refine later. Too many people, Alan, are waiting for everything to be perfect before they flip the switch. There's no such thing as perfect, is there? There, there never is, Jim. There's never a perfect time to buy a house. There's never a perfect time to have a baby. There's never a perfect time to start a business, right? I, I remember being terrified in, in April 2003 because we'd missed the yellow pages and the new one wasn't coming out to October. And we were like, where are we going to get calls? Like, you know, terrified, Jim, about the yellow pages. And when I look back on it today, I don't know anyone that even uses the yellow pages today unless it's to balance a table or something. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it, but it's, and, and, and there's a great, there's a great example of change, Jim. How many yellow page companies have gone out of business because they, try to instead of adapting their business model and some of them did but they tried to stick with the same old product and watch it getting smaller and smaller and smaller every year till they went out of business you know crazy yeah there are many companies uh kodak comes to mind sears mm -hmm. comes to mind yes and it 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 happens even if you're a huge player and you've got a constantly stay on top of technology today on trends you know where is that customer of yours if they're not looking at the yellow pages anymore where are they and we could do an entire podcast on 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 marketing your your business alan it's it's been incredible uh, knowing you for all these years i really appreciate our our relationship and all the things that we've done together um, would love to hear more stories when we have more time in the future. And I really appreciate you joining me here on the Phenomenal Business Growth Podcast today. Thanks, Jim. It, it was a pleasure. Always is a pleasure. I appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.